Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is! Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Wednesday. It's hump day already, baby, and it's going to be a show for the ages. We're changing tonight. people's lives. Here's what we have on tap for tonight. Joe Biden can't talk. The debt ceiling discussions. The DOJ ran a woman who had dirt on Biden into the arms of Russia. We'll talk about our institutions, the FBI, Kevin McCarthy sucks, corporate America, Trump, <laughs> Trump blasts Kayla McEnany, and the New York fertility doctor who crashed his own handmade plane. All that and so much more is coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. I want to begin here, though, because he's back in the news. James Comey. James Comey, former head of the FBI, fired by Donald Trump. He's out there and he's speaking. And he's speaking and he's reinforcing something you already know, but Norman Norm doesn't know. And it's something we need to talk about. One, he's doing a lot of lies. Gallup showed that in 2014, 62% of Republicans had a favorable view of the agency. Now it's 29%. What can be done? And what if it doesn't change? Well, it will change. The FBI will be fine in the long run. This fever around Donald Trump and the MAGA world will 
eventually break, but it's become somehow a nutty article of faith that the FBI is out to get Republicans. The FBI is out to get Republicans, and the organization should should cease to exist right now. But this is actually, what you just heard probably made you mad. He's lying. Of course, hold on. This is actually a good thing. James Comey, the system conducting itself this way, is a good thing and not a bad thing. And let me explain. Let me explain. I've used this really, really stupid example before, and I loved it so much the first time that I'm using it again. (laughs) All right, I want you to picture all of our society, all of it. This includes the government, entertainment, you, me, everybody, all of our society. It's a big ball of Play-Doh. You see it? You have a picture? It's a big ball of Play-Doh, the size of a baseball. Okay, so that's our society. That's our country. And institutions, they are really, really important for a nation. So I don't want to dismiss that part. Your institutions matter. Your education system, your government, your entertainment system, the religion. These things are important for a nation. They are. But the institutions kind of lead a country. But there's a catch. The institutions will lead a country up until the point enough people in the country or the society no longer view the institutions as being legitimate. To kind of make this easier for everyone, mostly myself, to understand. Again, forget about the country. Let's go to our 100-person village we talk about a lot. Let's say we have a hundred person village. We are in the, uh, we're in the Australian outback, hundred person village. You picture the cattle and the villages and the, or the huts and everything else. We got our village here. Well, the village would have a doctor, wouldn't it? Uh, some kind of, who, who knows, weird medicine man who that spits on you and it fixes you or something like that. But okay, the village has some sort of a medical institution, a doctor, maybe a doctor's assistant. Hey, doc, I stubbed my toe. Doc, I'm sick. Doc, come help. Okay, so you've got a doctor in there. The village will have some sort of political leadership, whatever the form of government is. Let's make it easy to understand. The village has a chief. There's a chief. All right, the chief is, we've got a chief. The village will have some guy kind of in charge of the cattle situation. We run cattle. Okay, so we got a medicine man, we got a government, got a guy in charge of the cattle. Now, there's a hundred people in this village and the village goes along fine. And when you need medical care, you seek out the doc. And when you want something done in the government, you lobby the chief. And when you want to know about the cattle and where you should go, you go talk to the cattle guy. But what does it mean for the village? What does it mean for the village if trust in those people, in those institutions disappears? For whatever reason, we find out the medicine man is a huge fraud. He doesn't know anything about medicine. He's been lying. He's been taking bribes on the side. The guy is a huge fraud. What does that mean? Who does that ultimately hurt in the end? Yes, the villagers are hurt because we no longer no longer have access to a medical institution. But in the end, it's going to be the doc who's hurt the most because now his authority is gone because his authority it's looked down upon by the people. Same thing with the chief. Look, this goes into revolution after revolution after revolution we've seen throughout the history of mankind. What happens when the people view their government as being illegitimate? The people will treat it as if it's illegitimate. So back to our Play-Doh ball. The elites, the institutions, picture them like a little chunky that's being pulled away from the rest of the ball. Because they are. We've lost so much institutional trust that there's this little chunk of the ball 
our elites, our institutions, they're separating from us. And the thing is, they can't be totally separated. They have to be connected to us if they want to lead us, do they not? If they want to drag the rest of the ball along, they must be connected to us, but they won't admit any fault. They won't do anything to earn that trust back. What does that mean in the end? What it means is this. What it means is their ball is going to break away completely from the big ball. No more connection. Now, that probably means some ugly things for our country as a whole. But overall, separating from the evil elite who run this country, overall, it's a good thing. Listen to this. This is more James Comey. These people aren't even kind of interested in earning back your trust or my trust. Do you acknowledge perhaps that some mistakes were made along the way? Oh, definitely. And they were found four years ago by the inspector general. So there's nothing new in this new document. What were some of those mistakes from your point of view? Oh, that the FBI didn't communicate clearly the status of certain sources. They didn't double check certain information before putting it in a court application for a foreign intelligence wiretap and a bunch of others. And so do you believe now, as these some of these politicians call for defunding of the FBI, that that has been corrected and that now the procedures are in place to avoid those kind of mistakes in the future? I think so. But in complex investigations, there's always going to be mistakes. It doesn't mean the FBI is incompetent, honest and independent. So, Director, are there things that you wish you had done differently? Oh, plenty. I mean, plenty of small things. In the main, I think the FBI did it in the right way during a very difficult time in 2016. Here you are, James Comey, former head of the FBI, the top, the biggest, the most powerful law enforcement agency in the United States of America, is not trusted by the American people anymore. Even Normie Norm doesn't really trust the FBI. They view it as a criminal organization working exclusively on behalf of Democrats, and you can't get a single person from within the organization to step up and say, ooh, guys, mm, whew. My bad. Hey, we're going to make some changes. We have done wrong. We're going to make changes. The system not only isn't trying to earn back our trust, it's as if they're doubling and tripling down and doing everything humanly possible to finally break away from the rest of the ball. There's no trust left. None. And that because we'll talk about the, the, everyone's mad about the, or has an opinion, I should say, about the Trump McEnany thing. I'm not that mad about it, but we'll talk about the Trump stuff. But that is one of the main things I give Trump so much credit for. Some of it was probably, probably happened inadvertently, but the truth is the system got Donald Trump. And the system was so horrified by the thought of Donald Trump being president. It was supposed to be Hillary. We had eight years of Obama. It was Hillary's to lose. It was supposed to be Hillary. It was supposed to be Democrat rule without end. How could you have this guy bombastically? The system was so horrified by Donald Trump that the cultural institutions, all of them, from the FBI to the freaking CDC, all of them sold out the last remaining credibility credibility they had, the last remaining trust they had, They pushed all the chips to the center of the table in order to remove Donald Trump from office. And to their credit, they did. 
They rolled in when it came to COVID, and then they used that for the ballots, and then Joe Biden <clears throat> won the election, and now Donald Trump's gone, and he's at Mar-a-Lago, and he's going to be indicted in New York and D.C. and Georgia and everywhere else under the sun, and they got him. Don't get me wrong. They got him. They, they pushed those chips to the center of the table, and it ended up being very, very successful, but they're fresh out of chips, and the truth is that's a good thing in the end. We need Normie Norm to wake up and realize the Federal Bureau of Investigation is a, is a clear and present danger to the national security of the United States of America. And Normie Norm is waking up to that fact, and that's good and not bad. All right, we'll deal real quickly with the Trump McEnany stuff everyone's talking about. I think it's funny. And we'll deal with the fertility doctor thing in New York. Why? Because that's also very funny. A bunch of emails tonight and much more coming up on the Jesse Kelly Show. But we're going to deal with your retirement not being wiped out first. Because that would really suck, wouldn't it? Wake up one day, look at your phone, and see, wait a minute, hold on a second. I had I had $700,000 in my 401k, and I was going to retire next year because I'm 70. And today I have $300,000 in my 401k, and I know that I'm going to work for the rest of my natural life. That's the reality that's coming. When this economic tsunami sweeps over this nation, that's what's coming. The people making preparations now will be the people who get through it okay on the back end. Get gold and silver coins delivered to your front door. That's a no-brainer. Get gold and or silver in your 401k or IRA. And Oxford Gold handles all of this for you, and they make it laid back and easy. That's the phone call you need to make now. Call 833-995-GOLD, all right? 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show coming up about uh, 10 minutes from now. We have reporting from Savannah Hernandez. She's been tracking these illegal immigrants as they're bouncing around the country. She's been all over the border. And recently, she's been all over New York because Eric Adams, he's shuttling some of these illegals out of New York City into the burbs, only he's taking the men. Not the women and children. And as you can imagine, that's causing all kinds of problems. So we're going to find out a little bit more about that from Savannah Hernandez and much more coming up. Also, um, I've decided in, since Mike Pence has announced he's going to get in the race on June 7th, I've decided about half hour from now, I'm going to tell the Mike Pence story of Mike Pence stories. I haven't told this in a very long time. It'll take me a long time to get through it. Uh, you'll learn something about Mike Pence as we, as we walk through all that. And we'll get to the Trump and the McEnany stuff here in just a second. But I still can't decide if I just screwed up when it came to small talk just a minute ago or not. You see, we had a pizza show up, pizza, some pizza and wings for me and the fellas. And I ran downstairs to grab the pizza and wings. And I'm getting on the elevator with pizza and wings. Now, you can imagine it smells good, right? It's pizza and wings. It smells good. And these three people get on the elevator with me. There's two dudes and a woman. They're heading up to a different business that's in this building. And she says, oh, it smells good. Are you sharing? And I just said, no. And I knew after I said no that that was probably too on the nose at the same time, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to say with that. Was I supposed to say yes? I get, 
I don't think I do small talk very well. Anyway, looking forward to the book tour. <laughs> don't forget, if you want to buy the Anti-Communist Manifesto, if you want to get more than one copy, you get an AC pin, an Anti-Communist pin. That's so you can break bread with other people who wear it. You can pre-order it at jessekellybook.com. Book tour info is at jessekellybook.com. Signed book info is at jessekellybook.com. Quick note, reminder on the AC pins, there were only 2,000 originally, and that number is dwindling quickly. So if it is your intention to get one of those, you might want to hurry on that one. Now let's deal with Trump and the McEnany stuff. Now, I'm of two minds about this. Uh, one... I love it, too. I hate it. Here's the deal in case you missed it. Kayla McEnany was one of Trump's press secs, one of his, one of his press secretaries. I guess probably a better way to put that. One of his press secretaries. She was dynamite. Everyone loved her. You loved her. I loved her. Her and Sarah Huckabee Sanders might actually be Trump's two best hires. She was dynamite. She used to just go beat up all those reporters every day. Now, I woke up today and I saw this. This is something Trump put out on social media. This is what Trump put out. Kayla Milktoast McEnany just gave out the wrong poll numbers on Fox News. I am 34 points up on DeSanctimonious, not 25. Well, 25 is great. It's not 34. She knew the number was corrected upwards by the group that did the poll. The rhinos and globalists can have her. Fox News should only use real stars. Okay, one, I'm not as outraged about this as everyone else is, and here's why. I try not to take life too seriously, politics too seriously. I've always thought it was hilarious that Trump, even when he was president, Trump would just be rage-watching things. He'd be rage-watching CNN and the White House, or very clearly he was just rage-watching Fox News and out of nowhere, Trump would blast somebody by name. And it didn't even have to be political. Trump would go to a local McDonald's and then come out and say, I've been to this McDonald's three times. The syrupy, the, the soda's too syrupy. I don't know the manager, but I've heard a lot of people say he's fat and ugly. Anyway, bankruptcy coming soon. Sad. And everyone woke up and thought, wait, what? <laughs> The unpredictability of it, of who's just going to get it, who's going to get the junkyard dog treatment today. I've always thought that was great. I've always thought it was hilarious, I guess I should say. I never took it that seriously. I don't take this that seriously. No big deal. Now, I didn't know these two had had a falling out. I assumed they were still really close because she had done such a good job for Trump. Very clearly, something went on behind the scenes or something somewhere that I didn't know about. Uh, that said... <clears throat> This is part of the problem. I'll give you a little inside campaign baseball stuff. Well, it doesn't matter whether you love or hate this. What I'm about to tell you is real. Trump, as you well know, Trump lovers, Trump haters, everyone knows by now, he has a very difficult time hiring quality people. The problem with that is that's one of those things that becomes self-fulfilling. That's one of those things that snowballs on you. He can't, he has a hard time getting good people, hiring good people around him. So he just hires anyone who says nice things about him. And then they turn out to be idiots and losers and scumbags. And so things start going in a, 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 the wrong direction, but the right people aren't there to step in. And then things like this, whether you love it or hate it, it doesn't matter. I, I told you, I think it's funny, but things like this, they're part of the reason he hasn't been able to get good people on his new team. This stuff ended up happening too often. 
and I have many friends within the Trump camp, good people who are trying, and they we've they've told me this is what the difficulty has been. The real talent, talented people like the Kayla McEnany's of the world, people you you need people like that on your team. They're not coming because of stuff like this. It's not worth the headache. You don't want to get flamed on social media one day. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So therefore, you end up with someone who's not as smart and as talented as Kayla McEnany, and then that it continues to roll down from there. Okay, so that's the serious portion of it. Serious portion of it, that hurts for hiring. The non-serious portion of it is, I still think, I just think it's hilarious. You never know. It, it might be me tomorrow. <laughs> you never know. He's just going to wake up, just fire one off on someone. All right. What's happening with these illegals in this country? Savannah Hernandez tells us next. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And with music that truly dreadful, that can only mean one thing. That can mean our, our next guest, my friend, journalist with TPUSA, Savannah Hernandez. It means she made the horrible mistake of not choosing her music so she gets the worst song we can find on short notice. I bet you won't make that mistake again, Savannah. You know, I was going to get roasted no matter what I chose, but that was definitely the worst choice. <laughs> Sorry. Look, hey, the the best lessons are the hard lessons, Savannah. So look, I, we're I just... have regrets, Jesse. I have yes. regrets. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, I, what's going on with these illegals, and why are they trashing hotel rooms? Why are they even in hotel rooms? The floor is yours. What's happening? Great. So I actually had a whistleblower who worked in one of the largest migrant hotels in New York City. He worked there for the past seven months, and he alleges that upwards of 5,000 illegal migrants are staying a block away from Times Square. Um, you know, some of these rooms had previously sold for upwards of $500 a night. They are getting three meals a day. They get free rooms. They're getting housekeeping, laundry service, free Ubers. He was sharing with me that many of these migrants are giving birth weekly up to two to three times because of the amount of migrants there. And when they give birth, they are given that free ride to the hospital, a free crib, a free car seat, anything that they need. So it's an absolute mess in New York City right now. And I actually was in El Paso the week prior for the expiration of Title 42. And we saw the hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants that came over just within that week. We know that for the fiscal year of 2022, we had over 2.7 million illegal immigrants crossing our border. So um, this is just a direct result of that, because let's not forget that New York City is a sanctuary city. So uh, they basically said, hey, if you want to break our law and legally break into the country, then you can come on over here and uh, we'll make sure you don't get deported. So uh, New York right now really having to deal with the consequences of their actions because hotels are completely overrun. These are the situations that we're looking at. My whistleblower also coming forward with multiple incident reports of 10 to 14 year olds getting drunk, their parents checking out of hotels and just leaving them there for staff to deal with. He shares that he has been assaulted. Uh, many employees in the hotel have been assaulted by these illegal immigrants multiple times that he's never seen any of them get deported. It's always handled internally. And uh, it's just a complete mess in the city of New York right now. Savannah, help me understand because I don't I'm not on the ground like you are when it comes to these things. If you're a New York City hotel, I understand New York City itself is a sanctuary city, but why would you agree to take them in if you're running a Super 8 or something nice something nice like that? Why would you invite a bunch of illegals into your hotel? So at the beginning of this year, Eric Adams signed a $275 million contract with um, 
300 hotels across the city of New York. I believe this hotel, uh, they might have been dealing with some bankruptcy issues, right? So the ah. city of New York comes okay. in and they says, okay, we'll go ahead and buy up the hotel. Here's a contract. We'll have the taxpayers go ahead and pay a couple couple million to house thousands of illegal immigrants. And um, this is the direct result of that. But again, keep in mind that the local businesses are completely suffering right now. I actually spoke to business owners because, again, this is a very big tourist hotspot. They said that business is down 50 to 80 percent because of the amount of illegal immigrants in the area. Uh, the migrants are stealing from stores. And again, Eric Adams, he's crying now because uh, I believe it's 50 percent of the hotels in New York City are currently filled with illegal immigrants. He has even proposed putting adult migrants in these school gymnasiums where children are actively present. because He has no idea how to handle this situation. Um, and again, my whistleblower as well even told me that the city of New York has no idea what they're doing. It was a huge mistake to put five 5,000 illegal immigrants in one hotel because it's going to be impossible to evacuate them. They're over capacity. It's a huge safety concern. On top of that, there's mold in this hotel as well. So it is deteriorating because of how badly the migrants are treating the room. Uh, he shared inside photos with me of these uh, rooms just completely trashed. Uh, for example, the migrants don't want to use their shower curtains because they want to hang up their clothes just like they did back home to air dry. And so when they take a shower, uh, all of that water is seeping into the floor and causing water damage in the floor below. So uh, mm. allegedly the lobby ceiling of this hotel has already collapsed in on itself. And uh, like I said, there's nothing more that I can say other than this is a complete mess being paid for by the taxpayers of New York. Speaking with Savannah Hernandez, an actual reporter who's giving us some real good stuff. Savannah, okay, New York City's a big place. Is this all over the city? Are they spreading these people out everywhere? Are they dumping them in one specific area? Do, what do you know about this? So they are spreading them throughout the city. Like I said, that initial contract at the beginning of the year was for 300 hotels across the city. But as New York gets more filled with migrants, um, they're having to push them up to the suburbs of New York. So a lot of people really feeling the impact of being the sanctuary city. And also, too, Jesse, I forgot to, you know, touch on this point as well. A lot of these migrants are utilizing um, the public services available to New York residents. They have employment up in New York, uh, potentially, because they're using IDNYC, which is basically the program in which New York City says, here's a government-issued ID, doesn't matter your uh, immigration status, you can have access to this identification, and you can get employment with that. You can have access to the affordable housing program. You can even open a bank account at select institutions in New York. What? Hold on. The illegals can open bank accounts? What? With what money? Yes, Jesse, it's absolutely insane. They're going in, they're utilizing these programs, they're going in, they're getting a job or jobs illegally working in the city, and then, you know, when they collect their paycheck or their, their welfare or their food stamps or whatever they have, uh, they have the ability to just truly live the uh, quote-unquote American dream. But keep in mind, we've had uh, multiple watchdog reports, I believe it was fair, that said that just for 2023 alone, it could cost the New York taxpayers upwards of $10 billion dollars to flip the bill for these illegal immigrants. Yeah. All right. We're leaving New York, Savannah. We're going down to the border. What's going on there? We were told there were 750,000 people getting ready to pour into the country when Title 42 expired. Has that happened? Is it happening? What's happening at the border itself? 
So the story with Title 42 was really interesting because, of course, the media and the press were really hyping up that once it expired, we were going to see this huge surge. But it was actually the opposite because speaking to migrants on the ground, a lot of them were utilizing the fact that under Title 42, they could continue to illegally cross the border and just get deported and really face no consequence. Now that Title 42 has expired, they have to deal with Title 8, which means if they get deported, they could face up to five years of um, or before they can come back into the U.S. and illegally apply for asylum or citizenship or anything like that. So actually, three days before the expiration of Title 42, that's why we had upwards of over 10,000 illegal immigrants crossing the border, and that's why we saw such a huge surge of those migrants. I mean, if you look at the numbers in just the last week of April, you had hundreds of thousands of people coming over because it was really before the title of uh, before the expiration of Title 42. They made that journey over. Savannah Hernandez, where, where can people look at these pictures you have and your sources and stuff? Where can people find more you? So to watch the full mini documentary, go check out my YouTube. Sav says it's about 14 minutes long, but we have those incident reports, the photos, the documents, my whistleblowers, firsthand account of working with these illegal immigrants. And then also my Twitter account, at Sav underscore says, where you guys can see a lot of these shorter versions of these clips and then those photos and videos of what's been happening not only in new york but also at our southern border sav says on youtube and twitter sav for everyone who doesn't know is short for savannah figured that out all on my own savannah thank you so much thanks for having me jesse it's it's a situation illegal immigration has always taken on the same thing for me at least in this country there are the people who are actually dealing with it, and then there's everyone else trying to figure out why it matters and why it's a big deal. If I'm not sitting in a New York City hotel with the walls caving in because they don't know how to shower using the shower curtain, it's hard to make me understand even what's happening. That's why I just think it's important to always, always get the view from the ground. Now, here's the view from the ground. There's freaking crime everywhere. That's the view from the ground. Violent crime everywhere. Violent crime is going up. There's precious little you can do about that. Precious little I can do about that. All we can do is make sure if God forbid that day ever comes and we run into one of these bad people who want to hurt us, we can stop them. Can you stop them? Can your mom, your dad, your wife, your daughter you sent off to college get hero guns? Non-lethal guns, they shoot pepper balls 100 miles per hour or get hero arrows. They're a little smaller. They shoot pepper gel. The hero arrow also has a 120 decibel alarm on it. That alone can save your bacon. They're, they're non-lethal. So you don't have to stress it. Daddy, I don't like guns. Oh, it's not a gun, sweetheart. It's a, it's a hero. That's all you have to say. You don't need a concealed carry permit. All you have to do is go to hero2020.com. Code Jesse gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. There's nothing wrong with lemon pepper wings, Chris. There's nothing wrong with... I know they're, they're, not everything has to be spicy. Not everything has to be spicy. And don't ever come at me with Thai chili wings again. That's freaking disgusting. And you know Why? You know why I don't like Thai chili wings, Chris? Because I've actually been to Thailand, 
And I remember we would have to work with these Thai Marines, and they would always encourage us whenever we were working with someone else to, hey, go talk to them, go exchange stuff with them, get to know. And so we would go try to exchange food, and we'd be handing them MREs, and the Thai Marines would hand you some kind of rice soup crap that was all curry-filled, and they're all, wow, yeah, there's chicken in it. And it's kind of like how they talk, there's chicken in it, only it was a chicken foot. I didn't say a chicken leg. I didn't say a chicken wing. I'm talking the gross, scraggly little chicken foot. That's just part of the curry stuff. So I've experienced real Thai food, and it sucked. And so I don't want any Thai chili wings. Lemon pepper is so underrated. And besides, if you would branch out a little bit, spicy lemon pepper is a real thing too. So I'm going to get some of those next week, and you'll know. Anyway, it's not the whitest thing ever, Chris. Anyway, it is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. You can email the show your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Let's check in on Joe Biden from today. Thanks to the National Oceanic and, Envi- Oceanic Atmosphere and, and Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. <laughs> Struggling. Struggling out there today. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna go over a story real quick, and we get to some emails, and then we're gonna get to uh, ten minutes from now. This will be for you new listeners. I'm gonna tell the Mike Pence story. I've told it before on the show, but came out today. Mike Pence is gonna announce he's running for president on June 7th. Yeah, he's not gonna have it. He doesn't have a chance. That doesn't matter. But I'll give you a little behind the scenes. You want a little. You want a little behind-the-scenes thing no one else knows about Mike Pence? No one else knows this unless they listen to the show. I'll give you I'll give you some juicy stuff here in a minute. Before we get to that, do you feel like... you ever feel like you read a headline and you read the story and there's so much going on that you feel like you might have missed part of it and it seems like too much? This is the headline. All right? This is the headline. New York fertility doctor accused of using own sperm dies when hand-built plane crashes. Now, I'm going to say that one more time to give you a chance, just like I've had a chance to try to just process everything going on here. And I need to add a little disclaimer to this before I read the headline again. The, de- the gentleman, the doctor, he's 72. 72. Now, let me read the headline to you again. New York fertility doctor accused of using own sperm dies when hand-built plane crashes. I just think that in times like this, we should take a quick moment and try to just unpack everything going on here. All right, it's a he's a fertility doctor. He's 71. Women, couples will struggle to have children these days. That's a struggle. Maybe you're going through at the time. It can be a really hard time, a very heartbreaking struggle. And by the grace of God, there are these fertility clinics out there now where you can go. uh, Look, I I don't know all the details on it. The things I do know, I want to be real careful about because there are kids listening. If you're a couple and you need some couples help, you can go get some couples help. If you're a woman and you just want to get pregnant, well, whether I don't know whether you're a lesbian or whatever the case may be, but you're a woman and you just want to get pregnant, you can go do that too. Apparently, there are dudes who are willing to donate, and it's all done medically. Okay, here we're not in North Korea; it's all done medically here. But anyway, 
What possesses you as a doctor for any reason, let alone at 71, to begin to use your own equipment? Why? What exactly do you even get from that? And then I picture 72 years old, and maybe this is just because, I don't know, I get accused of being an old soul. Maybe that's true. At 72, I hope I'm at my grandson's baseball game. I'll be taking the night off that night from the Jesse Kelly show. I'll be going down and I'll have, I'll be sitting there ball cap on cheering my grandbabies on. I, I want to be you know, the wise old grandpa at 72, but apparently there's some wild card out there at 72. He's plotting to repopulate the earth. Oh, but wait, there's more. The hand built plane. Now, I understand there are people who get into flying. I actually think flying is really cool. I have no fear of flying whatsoever. And I get that there are people who enjoy learning to pilot their own plane. People go get training and they get their pilot's license. And honestly, that seems really cool. It's nothing I would ever do because I'm too big for all the planes. I'm 6'8". I just don't fit, so it's not comfortable for me. But if I was shorter, it would be that's a cool skill. That's something I would like. I I would enjoy doing that. So I get all that. But... Why would you want to build your own? And I understand dorks like Chris who want to build their own stuff. Chris builds his own menorah. Chris wants to build this and build that. Hey, Jesse, do you have any woodworking? Blah, 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 all that stuff. I understand that there are nerds like that. I get it and I respect it. But Chris isn't taking his menorah and going 10,000 feet above the earth with the menorah that he built from driftwood in the side of the road. What, Chris? Okay, I guess maybe that helps me understand a little little. what Chris said is it's the ultimate show of skill to not just fly your own plane, build your own plane, and go up there in it. But... I feel like maybe that was one risk you probably didn't have to take. You know, I th- there are some risks that I get, and I'm adventure guy. Remember, I'm you just show me an adventure, and I'll dive into it because I want to die with some stories. At the same time, I'm actually not going to bungee jump in Mexico, and I like Mexico. I'm just not going to do it. I understand that they probably won't have the same safety setup that I might get here in America, so some risks aren't worth it. I might build my own plane. I might fly my own plane. But I'm not going to build the plane that I then fly in for fear that something may go wrong. Anyway, we're going to move on because we have to talk about Mike Pence getting in the race. And we'll talk more about this revolt happening. Did Jesse nail it when he said that I'm talking in the third person? How great is that? What, Chris? Did world-famous author Jesse Kelly, the Shogun, Did he nail it when he said the tranny movement might save America? Hang on, you'll find out. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.